Hi, I'm Leola. I'm a sacred intimacy mentor and muse and the host of this podcast. Talk Tantra to Me introduces a playful perspective on sacred sexuality. My intention in this podcast is to integrate intimacy and spirituality, empowering you to reclaim your eroticism. It is my mission to inspire you to let go of shame, fear, and limiting beliefs to be present as your highest self in every moment. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now, let's talk Tantra. Hello, and welcome to Talk Tantra to Me. Today, I talk Tantra with Ekaterina. She is a sexuality coach. I am so grateful for her content and so appreciative that she is here on the podcast to offer her perspective of living an expansive, juicy, and sexy life. Thank you for being here, Ekaterina. Why don't you start by telling us a bit about your journey with becoming a sexuality coach? How did you discover this passion and purpose? Uh, First of all, hello to everyone, and thank you for inviting me. It's an honor to be here. Um, Well, my journey started, I guess, really far (laughs) in my childhood when I kind of uh, decided that in order to get attention and love from other people, I need to diet and I started dieting. So then I kind of went into, um, I went further uh, into fitness bikini competition Mm -hmm. and in all these years of dieting over like 18 years, I've realized that all the body image issues that I've had were preventing me from experiencing pleasure because I was so disconnected from my body. Mm-hmm. And then I started coaching. I got into fitness coaching, then, you know, it didn't serve me anymore. And then I started doing intuitive eating coaching for food freedom, you know, helping women like me who are struggling with food addiction and body image. And I realized that, you know, for myself also, when I sort of healed myself from um, all the diets, I've realized that I wasn't sexually as sexually expressed as I could have been. And I was always kind of like, I always felt this uh, sexual energy in me, but I was like, why am I, why am I ashamed of it? Why am I not expressing this here? Cause it's, you know, like it's coming out of me, but I'm like stopping it and uh, talking with uh, the women and clients and whatever women I talked to, I realized uh, body image was preventing them from um, having beautiful sex, having orgasms and, you know, expressing themselves in a sexy way, you know, like dressing in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And this is how I started implementing, I started doing my own work and then implementing it with clients. And I just kind of went this route <laughs> and I'm super happy right now <laughs> with uh, kind of the path that I've chose. Yeah, that's beautiful. I definitely resonate with this story of body image. And I think that it's something that all of us can relate to at some point uh, in our lives. Uh, and, and whether it's specifically like an insecurity that has to do with our body or an insecurity with, you know, like a short-term issue or long-term issue or something external from us that um, causes an insecurity. And I love that you specifically called on this idea of coming back to the self-love. Um and I'd love to get more into that, into that as we progress. But uh, I love how you approach pleasure on in your content on your feed. And so, um, can we go into what does pleasure mean mean for you? Yeah, um, <laughs> I was actually thinking of it. I had a therapy session today, and you know, like she was asking me questions because I'm sick right now with COVID. Uh-huh. 
And I was thinking, you know, like, how do I, because I'm noticing, you know, like when you're sick, when you're physically unwell, it's really hard to experience any sort of like sexual pleasure. There's no desire, you know, like, because by the Maslow pyramid, you have to be well first, you know, and then the other thing comes. And I was thinking, you know, uh, pleasure for me, one of the source of pleasure is feeling my body. Mm. So it doesn't matter, uh, you know, like to me, pleasure is not always sort of like a positive and nice sensation. It is just a sensation sometimes. So as long as I'm feeling my body and let's say um, when a period starts and I'm feeling the pain and I'm like, oh my God, this is pleasure because that means I'm alive. I'm a healthy woman Mm. experiencing period. And just from the start, I'm like, oh, wow, this is awesome. It still feels like shit, but (laughs) you know, and also like pleasure is, everywhere in my daily life when I'm I love food I'm a huge foodie and I enjoy different textures flavors smells and you know going to different restaurants and countries and trying new food and at the same time pleasure is talking to you you're a wonderful person and you're so pretty and I'm just enjoying this moment right now and spending time with my family my friends and obviously sexual pleasure is I feel like it's one of the most um, intense experiences of pleasure. Yeah. I love that answer, the breadth of it, everything. And especially seeing like the painful things as pleasure. That's such a, such a big part of my work is alchemizing. Like how do we turn something that is traditionally really painful or even looked at as like a burden or gross like menstruation and make it something that can be like a celebration of life. And that's essentially like what it is. Like this is celebrating the ability to bring life into this world And I know for myself, when I switch the narrative, you know, mentally on like how I look at, you know, my period, my moon blood, I went from like really kind of dreading it to really celebrating it and saying like, this is my excuse to go inward. This is my excuse to take time for myself to say, no, this is my excuse to be in my body, to feel because like, I think the cramps also changed. Like, first of all, they're just not as intense and not as they don't happen as often, but also when they are happening, it's like, whoa, my body is like moving and doing this of its own accord. That's crazy. And so cool. And yes, like there's a little bit of pain there, but it's also like, it's like a heaviness. It's like a sit down, like, you know, be with yourself reminder that feels like a mother almost. Uh, and, and I really appreciate that too. So thank you for speaking into that. You're welcome. This is, you know, like it's, um, my pattern from a childhood was to avoid uh, and numb negative emotions like sadness, disappointment, all this stuff. So I could only allow myself to feel good emotions because it was good to feel them. And I remember there was a moment when I was doing some sort of like a movement meditation and it was like a question guided, where do you find pleasure right now? And I was so sad with something. And I realized that The pleasure was in me feeling those sad emotions that I've never allowed myself to feel. And I felt, I felt sad at this still, but then I felt such a wave of pleasure in my body, you know, like it's tingling and it was just, it felt so good. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. (laughs) Absolutely. This is such a timely conversation for me as well, because my new year's word, like I choose a word or a theme every year and this year it's receive. And I think when people think of the word receive, they're like, Oh, I'm going to receive all this money or I'm going to receive abundance or like receive love. And that's not 
that's part of it. Yes. But there's also receiving the lessons, receiving the pain, receiving the sadness and fully feeling it. Because to me, you can only receive all of the quote unquote good stuff as deeply as you've received all of the challenging, you know, painful things. Like it's, we live in a world of dichotomy and that's what it is. So when we're able to fully welcome it all in, we open up our ability to, you know, call in other things too, because we're fully being there for it. And we're telling the universe, I'm ready for more, keep it coming, which is really powerful. So uh, thank you for giving me the opportunity to share, share my new year word too. I love this word because you're going to laugh right now. My word is the same and it's been the same since 2021 and I'm keeping it for 2022 too. I love it. Keep it going. It gets better. Yeah, it's very powerful. It gets better, but I'm still learning, you know, how to fully, fully, fully open and receive everything, you know, because it's not just good in life. Yeah. There's new depths always. Cool. So moving from here, and I love that we kind of touched on this period thing, because I think that that can also be a source of insecurity, you know, for women. It definitely was for me for a long time, Uh, but kind of overarching, how does body acceptance relate to sexuality and pleasure? Um, So what I came to realize in my own experience, whatever I've learned with my clients is when you're not accepting your body, it creates low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. If it's, if in short, and when you have low self-esteem is really kind of like hard, you're always in your head and it's hard to relax. It's hard to be in your body. So specifically in pleasure during sex and, you know, intercourse with your partner or just like hugging or whatever, doing things. Mm-hmm. If you're always in your head, it's hard to be present and enjoy the moment when you're not present and enjoying the moment and being in your body, like, what are you going to feel? Mm-hmm. Like you can't access the sensations because the sensations are in your body. Obviously, there's still some things that we can experience, but it's not even, I don't know, 1% of what's possible when you're fully, truly present and focusing on what's going on right now. And um, specifically, my example with body image, when I was so insecure about my body and, you know, I've looked the same and I was even skinnier. <laughs> And I was still thinking when I was bad, but, and I remember having sex with my that time boyfriend and I would be thinking, oh, how does my stomach look? Oh, I hope he's not going to. So instead of like enjoying the moment and, you know, his touch and kisses, I'm thinking about how my stomach's going to look if I'm in this position. And a lot of times I would say no to sex just because I had a bad body image day. Wow. So imagine it's like, what the heck? Yeah, I'm sure so many people can relate to this. I know that there has been very similar circumstances for myself along the way. Um, what what can we do about this? Like, what can the listener do if they're relating to this? How do we shift that perspective? Because it's so true. If you're in your mind, you're not going to be able to feel what's happening in your body, right? Yeah. So, <clears throat> I guess one of the main tools, my favorite ones, I would say, you know, meditation it gets you into your body. It allows you to become an observer of your thoughts Mm -hmm. and, you know, slow down breath the same way. Just, you don't even have to go too far with like crazy, fancy breath work, just taking a slow, deep breaths in through your nose, out through your mouth or both out through your mouth, whatever is best for you and kind of like getting into your body. And you can do it uh, right before the sexual experience or um, in 
the sexual experience in the intercourse when you are breathing deeper. So you get into parasympathetic uh, nervous system. And I mean, obviously it's uh, better to work uh, either with therapists or with a coach or read a book, um, you know, like with certain techniques and kind of work on yourself first um, in order to um, change the body image and how you relate to your own body. Um, because it's not a one day thing and it's actually, it's taken me a few years, you know, uh, to get out of my body dysmorphia. And also I would say, uh, what was super helpful for me and I do it with my clients is, uh, intuitive movement with touch. So you touching yourself by yourself, moving in, you know, like a slow music or whatever music you like, and kind of like focusing with your, uh, with the closed eyes, cl- focusing on your body, focusing on your touch mm-hmm. and non-judgmentally feeling what you feel. So in the beginning, when you touch your belly and if you hate this belly, you're going to be like, oh my God, this is so much fat. But if you, when you learn how to, you know, uh, observe your thoughts and be objective, your belly actually feels nice because it's soft. Mm-hmm. Your elbow doesn't have fat. It does not feel as nice because it's hard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like overall, usually, you know, soft touch is nicer. And when you hug a person who is, let's say, has a little more fat, it's, it feels nicer. You know, like hiking mm-hmm. a toy is better than hugging a tree. I love hugging treats, but, you know, it's hard. <laughs> Oh, I love that analogy so much. And I think that it's really important coming back to this, this concept of your relationship with yourself is number one, and that the deeper that you meet yourself, you know, with pleasure, with touch, the deeper you're going to be able to receive from a partner coming back to, to the word receive too. Uh, so I really love that we're starting here. I definitely want to get into, you know, how, how couples can support each other in this journey as well. But um, going into sort of the self-love journey, I love the practices that you had suggested with the, uh, the conscious touch, um, slowing down, really being with yourself, taking the time to like almost seduce yourself, right? Uh, yeah, so beautiful. Um, and there was another exercise that, that you had talked about on, on your, uh, Instagram that I personally love and would love to have a little dialogue about, and that is mirror work. What is mirror work to you? So mirror work is, I think the first person who came up with this is Louise Hay, mm-hmm. but I think she was doing like, basically you can just take a hand mirror and look at your face and say to yourself affirmations. I love you. You're beautiful. You know, mm-hmm. like different things. Uh, what I do with clients and what I was doing for myself, and I sometimes still do it. Um, basically, you're standing in front of a full-sized mirror, preferably naked, if mm. you know it's not accessible at this point because some um, women are very avoidant. So it's better as little close to have as little close as possible, and uh, looking at your body objectively, mm-hmm. and going from head to toes and saying all the things. Um, Wait a second. COVID is like <laughs> messing with my brain. I mean, I'm honestly like really like good for you. Like we didn't do our first call partially because I got COVID <laughs> and I rescheduled. So I'm like, you, you get it. Like take, take your time. I think you're doing great. So <laughs> thank you. So basically going from head to toes and looking at your body objectively. And if any um, negative thoughts come up, you go back to the uh, top of your body. So the idea is to go through your entire body 
without saying anything negative about your body. So what it helps with is kind of like shift the perspective. And because, you know, like women, uh, when we hate our bodies, we we're so conditioned to see only bad, like we see no good, but then at the same time, like, you know, okay, my eyes are dark Brown. Mm -hmm. They're actually beautiful. Or let's say, okay, I have no problems with my face. I had problems with like my huge bulky arms and I would be like, oh my God, they're so big. They're so manly. But then I look at my arms and like, okay, this arms help me eat. Yeah. Or this arms help me work out or hug people and, you know, this kind of things. And in the beginning, it's very hard to obviously go all positive around your body. But the more you do it, the better it gets. There was a point in my life when I was doing it every day for two weeks. Yeah. And I, comp- and I was like, and it's it just something is very magical when you look at yourself in your eyes, in the mirror, and not just like uh, posing, but mm. truly being with yourself. Mm. It's so like, I don't know. I don't know why. I guess we never see ourselves as we see other people. Do you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love this exercise. I think that it's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing this exact process. And, and I think definitely finding the ways to see that your each of your body parts, whether you could see that there's room for improvement or you're totally in love with them, like that as a whole, that's what makes you a whole human, which is an incredible experience that we're having. Um, I'd love to share like my mirror work. So like also um, love this, this self-love sort of integration piece. Um, but I also infuse like a self-pleasure into it sometimes as well. And this is something that I offer to my clients a lot. Um, and that's to do, you know, self-pleasure in front of the mirror. Like if you want to fully love yourself in shadows and light, there's no more direct route than like by looking yourself in the eye and, you know, the genitalia whilst you make love to yourself. So that was, that's something that I would encourage, you know, listeners to do as well as like maybe step two, like maybe start with what Ekaterina had mentioned and maybe build up to this idea of, you know, really making love to yourself in the mirror. Um, I know for myself that it's, you know, help with my confidence, uh, definitely body acceptance on a whole different level and really just like empowered me to take ownership for my pleasure and also just get like a better sense of like, wow, our, I mean, both feminine and masculine embodied individuals, their, you know, genitalia changes so much in the range of pleasure, which can be like a really fascinating thing to witness too, to see like, wow, my body is so powerful, um, which is really cool. So I definitely recommend that too for, for the listeners. This is an awesome exercise. I've done it a few times, but like accidentally I was kind of like masturbating in front of the mirror and I was like oh shit wow it it was it was such an interesting and amazing experience I did not expect that it's very empowering yeah absolutely another one that I think can be good for people is like actually videoing themselves like you know self-pleasuring uh this was something that one of my other guests had um had suggested Fatima. She was like one of my first guests. Uh, and 
like the idea is like, if you can't get off on yourself, then like, how can you expect other people to like, you need to like own like your sexuality and like who you are. And I actually haven't done that one specifically. I've, I've definitely taken like sexy, sexy, sensual videos of myself, but uh, I should, I should own up for that exercise. I think that that's like step three. So yeah, we well, got to do it. <laughs> we got to do it. We got to go in. Um, cool. Thank you so much for, for including that as well. Let me get back here to, to see where we're at in, in our line of questions. Uh, I think that at this point, I'd love to kind of direct into how can couples support each other in body insecurities and, and feeling sexy? Yeah, so um, I don't exactly work with couples, but it's um, obviously I uh, advise women. And um, I would say, for the most part, <laughs> women struggle with body image. Men are kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm perfect, you know? Uh, and I know I'm not uh, obviously um, excluding men out of this. And I know men struggle, but mostly it's women. And what I recommend is to for women to be open and mm-hmm. share how they feel. Mm-hmm. Because and every time, you know, like it's, it's the same as when they can talk to their partner about what they desire, what they want, how it's better to approach them. You know, um, it's the same kind of thing. Like everyone is so afraid of talking about it and so mm-hmm. hesitant and kind of like embarrassed, but at the same time, men, like if a man loves you and if he cares about you, they're always so, so open and welcoming to listen to you and to make you feel better and have you more pleasure. I've never had a man who was like, oh, I don't want to give you pleasure. Like they almost had even more pleasure from giving me pleasure, you know? So obviously he wants you to feel relaxed. He wants you to feel more and he wants you to receive the best orgasm and the pleasure and all the feelings, uh, sensations in your body. And just honestly telling him how you feel and just asking for support. I think it's the best thing that you can do and um, any woman any woman can do. And uh, being honest and communicating and then going into the sexual experience and maybe, you know, if something bothers you, just, again, communicating in the process. Because mm-hmm. vulnerability is such a, again, one of the magical things. Yeah. When people are vulnerable and the other person, if they care, they will always, always support you. And yeah. it just, it's, it creates more intimacy and closer relationships. Yeah, really good points there, especially addressing like, I feel our culture is so you know, women's worth is so wrapped up in physical appearance. And it's not to say that men don't have beauty standards. There's definitely like, if you look at the ads and the media, like men are definitely portrayed as being like very different than the average man. But I, I, from my perspective, um, and I know the world is changing really fast and there's different, you know, generals and identities, you know, and, and I want to be inclusive of all of that, but understanding the way that our society has evolved over the past thousands of years, we've had these very traditional roles where the women's worth is very much in her beauty and the man's worth is very much in what he does. And so yeah. understanding that dynamic and how that can play out in, in the ways that we, um, we show up sexually is, is super important. And I totally resonate with this idea of just like communicating, being open, like holding space, 
you know, for that conversation. Uh, and that, that can also lead to deeper levels of intimacy because you are just being really in your truth in that moment. And I also think coming back to some of the exercises that we were discussing at the beginning that could, you know, help you get more into your body. Like you can share them with your partner. Like you had talked about breath work or meditating. Like I love the idea of meditating with your partner before intimacy or doing some breath work or just taking a few breaths together, maybe eye gazing. Um, and even, you know, the touch exercise of really feeling into, you know, the touch, taking turns, giving and receiving that kind of, of touch that isn't necessarily erotic, but is very, you know, energetic and sensual and, and allowing that to be a part of the pleasure uh, can feel good. It can feel good to warm up in that way, because I think oftentimes we just rush right into, you know, sexual touch and penetration. And uh, it's kind of a shock to the system. Whereas if you can like slowly go in and warm up your brain to, to say, Hey brain, we're going to like focus on the pleasure right now. We're going to go into our bodies, you know, gently. Uh, I don't know if you have anything to add on that or. Yeah. um, I just want to add one exercise. Um, it's, it's super quick and uh, it's just five minutes, as you said, eye gazing. So mm-hmm. you can do uh, basically sitting on uh, in a um, lotus position and a woman sits on top of the man, basically, uh, you know, uh, bellies next to each other, eye gazing and synchronizing the breath. So literally breathing in together and breathing out together for five minutes. Oh my God, it's it's going to change your life. It's It's so amazing. And it only takes, you know, no time almost and connecting with the breath and at the same time touch and eye gazing it's such an intimate experience yeah absolutely and it's something that you can build up to as well people often in the beginning like struggle a little bit with this deep of like being seen and seeing can feel challenging because it's like you know, just not a part of, of our culture, uh, but it really opens these doors. So you could start with, you know, like what I like to do is I like to put on a song and you can have songs that are, you know, two minutes, or you can have songs that are like 15 minutes. If you're talking about, you know, the ceremonial mantra sort of songs that, you know, are available as well. And so you can maybe start with a short song and then, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm surrounding for this amount of time and it feels a little bit more manageable as you're getting started. And then you can go, you know, deeper into it as well. And, you know, again, the deeper that you go into it, the more doors might open. And I also suggest after doing that eye gazing exercise to take a moment to do uh, a mono dialogue to like take turns sharing what your experience was without any interruptions to just like hold space for that. Um, Cause that can be really revealing as well. Yeah. It's so wonderful. Like you're speaking of it and it it just feels so good. Yeah, absolutely. So I I just have a couple last questions to close up, but if you have anything else you'd like to add at this point or or chat about, um, I'm open to hearing about that as well. Otherwise I can wrap up with these last questions. I think it can wrap up. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Beautiful. So um, this question is a bonus question. I ask all my guests, what awakens your arrows? What turns you on? What makes you feel erotically alive? I love this question. Um, well, if I were to speak, uh, what turns me on? If I'm by myself, obviously, um, men turn me on, my boyfriend. Uh, this one is easy. But if I were to speak about myself, um, my own touch turns me on. Mm. And 
when I do some sort of um, <clears throat> movement exercises, intuitive movement, feminine movement practice, when I'm moving in a slow way or maybe a faster way, um, when I'm doing some sort of like a manifestation process, I like to do embodiment on a certain thing that I want to attract. And I'm like being in that uh, reality. And sometimes I get so turned on. I don't know why it happens. I guess just the pleasure is out. <laughs> um, also food turns me on. Mm. I love food. And my boyfriend feeds me. And also when I'm, um, I like outfits and I like fashion and dressing up and certain outfit can like, oh my God, turn me on and lingerie, heels. Yeah. yeah. Palm trees. I love palm <laughs> trees and ocean. Yeah. And forest too. Yeah. All the things, all the things. Anything you can really, if you think about it or let yourself feel it, you know, I love it. Yeah. Okay. Wrapping up last question, where can listeners find you or support you? Are you offering anything new at this time? Um, this is your chance to, to share. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so I'm mostly on Instagram. Um, <clears throat> you can probably link it because it's uh I don't want to spell it right now because it's a little complicated. Um, I'm mostly on Instagram and I also just uh, started TikTok. It's very fun. Uh, it's very short videos about sexuality and I'm enjoying doing that. So if that's the platform of your choice. But I think to contact me on Instagram is the best way to DM. And I'm offering one-on-one -on -one sessions for my four-month uh, sexuality program. So if anyone is interested, I am open amazing cool and i will definitely link um and katharina's uh instagram in in the show notes so you can find her and follow her as well thank you you're welcome and thank you again to katharina for joining me today and i also want to express my gratitude to the listener thank you once more for opening yourself up to the idea of sacred sexuality with so much gratitude and love have a sexy and spiritual day and I'll catch you next week on Talk Tantra to me. Ta-ta!